My name is Andrew Shigori, and this is the Big Iron Podcast. We're here to entertain and educate any who are inclined to or otherwise interested in the livestock raising, garden growing, do it yourself, keep hitting it till it quits moving type of life. Modern problems require modern solutions, but there is a wealth of knowledge to draw from those that came before us. Presented by PNC Cattle Pens, top of the line equipment specifically for Texas Longhorns and more. From hay rings and panels to squeeze chutes and complete working systems, PNC Cattle Pens has what you need. To keep you and your herd running safe and efficiently, check them out at pccattlepens.com. That's P-C-C-A-T-T-L-E-P-E-N-S.com. Now let's throw this skunk on the table and get down to business. Welcome to day three of the 10-day Big Iron Podcast Marathon. Today's topic is five ways to support your local farmers and ranchers. I get asked about this pretty frequently. People see shop local, buy local, support local all over the place, um, and they want to know how they can do it specifically. They want to know how they can do it with their local farms and ranches, how they can support the people who are local to them, that are raising food, how they can benefit from the people that are raising that food and from the products that they're raising. So let's get into it. Number one, follow them online. This is a good one because it's free. (laughs) It doesn't cost you anything to follow people online on most platforms. Um, Modern farmers and ranchers often have an online presence. And if you're a farmer or a rancher and you don't, you're missing out. I'm going to tell you that right now. Stick around for day seven of this podcast marathon, and I will tell you why you should have an online presence and give you a few tips on how to get that started, farmers and ranchers. (laughs) So following your local farmers online is a good way to stay up to date as a customer or a potential customer on their available products, events, and to learn more about your food and your community. We often post pictures of cute animals also, so that's a plus. But there may be someone right up the road from you who grows the best beef or the best pork or the best veggies that you've ever tasted in your entire life, and you might just not know it. We're often tucked back behind rows of trees or off main roads, and unless you're online or you're going to certain other places to see our advertising, you would just not know it. So where can you find us? Facebook groups are a good place to start. Facebook groups seem to be a gathering place for folks in agriculture. That's what I have learned in my um, four or five years of doing this. I'm a newbie myself, but Facebook groups are a gathering place for, for folks that are raising food. Look for names like I'm going to use North Carolina as an example because that's my state. NC Small Farms, NC Cattle, NC Lambs, NC Pork Associate, you know, things like that. Longhorn Friends. Longhorn Friends is a great uh, group that's actually on Facebook. I'm a part of and have been for a long time Um, for those who are interested in Texas Longhorn Cattle. Or 
You can search up your local Department of Agriculture and look through the followers and commenters on their pages, and you will often find us there. Um, that's a good tip, a good trick for finding folks uh, that have the same interests as you, finding like-minded individuals. Find pages that you're interested in and go to their followers and look through there, and you'll probably find a dozen more pages that are within the same interest uh, category that, that that original page is. So tip number two is going to be go to farmer's markets and talk to the vendors. Nothing beats face-to-face interaction, right? So don't be afraid to ask questions. Most folks who grow what they are selling are passionate about it and are willing to talk to you about it. That doesn't mean you should go and grill them or make accusatory statements, but just have an open conversation. I would start with something like, do you grow or raise this product yourself? Because many markets do allow wholesalers who who do not uh, grow their own product. So if that's something that's important to you, I would go ahead and start out with that question. Do you grow or raise this product yourself? Um, and if they don't, you know, don't, that's okay too. It's an outdoor grocery store <laughs> at that point, right? And oftentimes it is more local than some of the things you'll find in the grocery store. But if you really want to get down to it, I'd ask that question first. And then you'll know where to go from there, whether or not um, there's someone that you may want to deal with or talk to them about their product and maybe it has... Um, things about it that you are interested in. Maybe it has things about it that you're not interested in, but you're not going to know unless you ask. Um, And some of those vendors at farmer's markets may even offer ranch or farm tours. Again, you can't go and see a vendor and demand to come onto their property so you know where your chicken comes from, right? Um, But if it's something that they offer, you may not know unless you ask. Um, So that's a good thing to keep in mind as well. Many folks selling direct at local markets are doing it because they're sick of the bigger industry and are ready to work directly with their community. So be that community. Point number three, tip number three, whatever you want to call it, would be to attend events. How will you know about events? Again, Facebook groups, talking with folks at the market, Checking local farmer's market cork boards and feed store bulletin boards. Go to the tractor supply and look on that cork board they keep in the back. And there's going to be business cards. There's going to be flyers for puppies. There's going to be flyers for small farm events that you may not know about unless you go to places like that and look because some folks are not great at, at advertising and are not great at using the internet. Again, episode seven later this week. <laughs> but going to places like that and looking in some place, you just have to put a little bit of thought into it and go to the places that you think they might frequent and look around for flyers. Um, talk to the guys at the feed store front desk, our local, uh, Southern States is the feed store that I use pretty often. And Mr. Frank down there, you know, he knows everything that's going on in the community. So if I just go up to him and be like, Mr. Frank, what's going on this weekend? And be like, Oh, down the road, they're doing a a thing at the apple orchard or so on and so forth. (laughs) So 
that's a good way to find out events that are happening. And those are a lot of fun, whether it's a small farmer's market that's hosting different events or a farm that's hosting an event on their own. Um, you're usually going to get some good food, some good entertainment and some good association. So I highly recommend it. Tip number four is going to be if these farmers and ranchers sell direct to consumer, buy direct. When you're a small farm, every penny counts. So nearly all third-party sellers are taking a percentage, and that's fine. It helps us to get our products in front of more folks. However, if you can buy directly from the farm, that is often the best way to do it for them if you're looking to support local. We greatly appreciate it. Of course, any support is greatly appreciated, but the more you support the folks growing the food, the better chance they have of continuing to do so is probably the best way I know how to put it. Um, Support from our community, you know, we couldn't continue to do it without that. So my fifth and final tip for this episode is find ways to supplement things that you already do every day with local products. Think about the things you do every day and something that you grab from Walmart. I know this is not as convenient, um, but spoiler alert, (laughs) it's better for you and for your neighbors. I'm not going to harp on this point, and I've probably already said it in a few different ways by now, but when we work together, we will all be better for it. Find your community, whether it's online, whether it's at the feed store, find the people who are growing the food near you and and do your best to support them. Like I said, we greatly appreciate it. I, I genuinely feel that you will be better as a consumer um, for it of these products. You know, when you know where your food comes from, it gives you a peace of mind. Um, that buying from a faceless corporation just doesn't do. I know personally, you know, um, we raise beef. I eat mostly that beef. I'm, if I'm going to eat something, it just makes sense. But uh, I sell at the local farmer's market, as I mentioned, and when I'm done selling for the day, most of the time I wander around or or when I first get there in the morning or take a break in the middle and I'll wander around the farmer's market and see what other vendors are there. I've developed a relationship with a lot of them and sometimes we might trade back and forth or I'll buy, you know, buy things from them. Um, there's at the Piedmont Triad Farmer's Market, I can't I couldn't even name all the vendors for sure. Um, hopefully I'll be able to do a whole episode on, on the farmer's market. Um, that's definitely something that's on my list, but you know, there's people who make their own goat's milk soap. I use there's guys who have bees. Um, Stony from elevated apiary was on the podcast before, you know, we get honey from him, uh, local honey, good for your allergies. There's people who grow pork. We don't do pork at the moment. So if I want, if I'm craving bacon, that's where I'm going to get it, right? Um, Fresh vegetables. You talk to the old guy who's been growing tomatoes for 45 years and you're going to get some of the best produce you've ever had in your life doing it that way. So among other things, people making little cakes and pies and snacks and everything you could ever want is just, just about is there. Um, so that's, I highly recommend to everyone who asks me of a good farmer's market to check that one out. It's in about central North Carolina. So if you're ever in the area, look up Piedmont Triad Farmer's Market, the Robert G. Shaw Piedmont Triad Farmer's Market and go check it out. Um, those are my five tips 
for supporting local farmers and ranchers. I really appreciate everyone who has supported uh, my endeavors, this podcast, and uh, with Hidden Springs Ranch, the products that we sell. And I'm going to go ahead and plug that again because I can. <laughs> HSLonghorns.com and hit the beef tab. We make shelf-stable, nitrate-free, 100% grass-fed and finished um, long all Longhorn beef snack sticks available in four flavors, and we can ship them directly to you. So go check them out. They're about the best snack sticks I've ever had, and we'll send you some. So that's it for today. I'm going to throw a few links in the show notes um, for some of the things that I've mentioned in this episode, the farmer's market, and so on and so forth. And remember that day seven is going to be on utilizing social media as a farmer or rancher. So you'll want to stick around for that one. Um, tomorrow will actually also be social media related. That'd be episode four. And it is calling all agriculture entrepreneurs. Do not be fooled by social media, homestead, and ranching influencers. We'll get more into that tomorrow. Talk at you then. Hidden Springs Ranch Beef is 100% registered Texas Longhorn Beef. Try out our new Snack Sticks, lean Longhorn Beef with no nitrates added. Available in hot, mild, sweet, and sweet heat. The hot is my personal favorite. We're happy to say that these Snack Sticks are shelf stable and we can ship them directly to you. Or if you're in North Carolina, check out our freezer beef options for local pickup halves holes bundle boxes and bulk ground go check it out at hslonghorns.com under the beef tab and use code big iron for a little discount on me hslonghorns.com and hit that beef tab <laughs>